0: Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. My guest today is Tracy Velt, Senior Director of Data and Content. About the commission lawsuit debate we hosted last week and her takeaways from not only the debate but the thousands of comments we got in the chat Tracy, welcome back to the podcast. yeah, it's been a little while, so thanks for having me. It has been, and I was anxious to talk to you because uh you know we just we wrapped up the lawsuit commission debate on Friday, and I was moderating, and you were uh, moderating the chat, which is. <laughs> when you have thousands of people just putting in I you know I've never seen a chat that engaged before it was going so fast it was fast and furious
1: yes it definitely was and um, let me tell you moderating it was really fun um, <laughs> I was mostly looking for inappropriate comments and in that um, and we did not have very many of those so it was a very productive. Um, chat. So for people who
0: aren't familiar, we had a commission lawsuit debate. Of course, the, the it, we're talking about buyer commissions um, uh, on a real estate transaction, the subject of a whole bunch of lawsuits. Um, and we had on the plaintiff attorney, uh, Michael Ketchmark, who won a landmark huge you know benefit for his plaintiffs in the Sitzer Burnett case, uh, 1.5 billion. Do I have that right? Or is it 1.8 or 9? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's billions. And I know that like it's treble damages, so it can be triple, like it's it's just a huge amount. And since then he's filed more lawsuits and we've had almost twenty copycat lawsuits, what we're calling that, kind of taking issue with um, the fact that, you know, there was collusion around setting um, you know, what buyer uh, agents are paid and that there was collusion between the National Association of Realtors and some of the big brokerages. And, you know, now, you know, on, on these, all these copycat lawsuits, it's, it's gone far afield. We, we have all sorts of things. So we had him on and we had Anthony Lamacchia, who has been a guest on your show, your uh, podcast, a pretty well-known realtor voice, right? He's just a a realtor guy who is uh, loud about being an advocate for realtors and wanted to take on Michael because he felt like there was um, a lot of misconceptions propagated at the trial. So we had this debate. I think it went, uh, it it was really uh, a very, what would you say, lively, uh, pretty... Pretty confrontational debate um and but we did we did get some some really interesting uh, things out of it, and I think part of it was seeing what it was what those audience members really had to say about the different points so you know one of the things that I really uh pushed on was like what are the misconceptions about the realtor profession the realtor you know the process of of buying a a real estate uh, the real estate transaction and specifically buyer agents. And um, I didn't get a, as good of answers on those as I wanted, um, but I felt like we had so much good good stuff come through in the chat. So that's what I wanted to ask you about. So, you know, give us one of your one of your takeaways when you were reading the chat and and what you thought people really had had their finger on the pulse there.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are a couple of things. One um, is is really not necessarily related to chat the chat, but something that I. Really surprised me, and I don't know why it did. It shouldn't, but I um, was really surprised at how passionate the plaintiff's attorney and catchmark was. Now I realize that that is how they're supposed to be, um, and it, it just was. It was very interesting to me. Um, but one of the biggest chat, um, the, the you know what was written in the chat. One of the biggest things when they were talking about pricing and harm. To um, the the buyer or seller in the in the real estate process, paying that commission. And first of all, the one point that I think it's kind of muddied is that commissions aren't driving prices, home prices. It's supply and demand, and it is the market that drives home prices. So you know the the idea that you know, you're going to mark up your home, whatever a certain amount, because you have to pay a commission is not is not true. It does it, it's supply and demand, especially in today's low inventory market. Um, one of the other things is that buyers agents don't just you know, sure you can find a home on Zillow now and you can go to your agent and say I want to see this, but their job extends far beyond just showing or finding a home for someone. Um, And in that part of it, they were very angry about that kind of misunderstanding. I'm not quite sure whether Catchmark didn't understand some of this or chose not to understand some of this, because I think that um, a lot of the points were, you know, like who was harmed how were they harmed he could not really answer that he made some comment about well you know it takes them 7 years in their home to pay off the commission or some some point like that um but who was who was harmed in the process was not very clear and he kind of sideswiped that that question as well um so those were some of the biggest takeaways i know there were quite a few more I think that's really good. Let's dig in on those a little bit.
0: Okay. So, for the, so let's start with the fact that that was my first question because that, from my perspective, if you're, if you are a, if you're a class action lawyer, right? Bringing these class actions. And in his past, he's, he's brought, you know, like there was a, a, I think a pharmacist or a doctor who was, who is like, stealing chemo medicine out of these things for like thousands of people who then didn't get their chemo medicine. Like that is a huge thing. You know, how do we get from that to like, you know, you paid, you were a seller and you paid the buyer's fee. It's just crazy. So I feel like, you know, I agree with you that he didn't, and I, he didn't really answer that. And I think that that's one thing that, um, goes to the next thing you, you, you said, which was the value of the buyer's agent that they're, there is value there and i think it points to the larger question or the larger issue that people do not know how the real estate transaction works and they're very familiar with zillow right there's even going to be like a zillow uh hdtv show or whatever right I, I am i'm a big fan of zillow gone wild i love looking at listings i you know we all on our on our staff we're all, wherever we are we look up zillow listings i mean we everybody loves to look at zillow right or other portals, not trying to just say Zillow. But that is so far from what, you know, just just the buyer's agent does. But I will tell you that during the trial, um, Catchmark did the same thing. He was like, you know, he told the he told the juries, like, you know, you can look it up on Zillow. So what are they doing? You don't need them. You can go find the house. And it's like, okay, you can find the house. That that's like step one. You you've identified a house. That has nothing to do with this. And and goes to the second point where you're like How does it help a real estate agent to have the, you know, to pressure the buyer into pricing a house or the seller, whatever, pricing a house higher that then is not going to sell. It's not at market rate and it's going to sit there. They don't get paid until the house sells. So I felt like those were two very big misconceptions. And to your point, I, you know, it's very possible that, you know, Michael Ketchmark understands the value of a buyer's agent, but it was, it is absolutely true that the jury who found for the plaintiffs in this did, did not understand that.
1: No, definitely not. And um, I'm not sure there was really an opportunity for them to be educated in that, honestly. Um, I'm not sure. I've heard rumors that there were only a couple of people on the jury who had actually bought a home or sold a home, but I I don't know the truth to that. So that's really a rumor. I've I've never researched that. Um, but what I do know is, is home prices have also appreciated. So I'm not sure where they got that. You have to stay in seven to 10 years before that's, you know, paid off or, or whatever. Um, the other thing is that there are so many steps in a transaction and so many balls in the air to manage the process from mortgage approval, you know, to appraisal, to home inspection, to walkthroughs, to, you know, to all of that that um you know finding the home is probably the the least of what they do you know um because there's so much that goes into action once that contract is signed um and even before just negotiating price and negotiating terms and and that because it is negotiable even the commission is negotiable so there are a lot of um A lot of parts, and I think what happened for a long time is that the buyer's agents were handling things behind the scenes so that they can give their, you know, buyer a seamless experience. So there were a lot of little fires that they're putting out that the buyers and sellers don't know about because they put them out.
0: One of the things that really struck me, and I mean, that chat was going so fast. I'm, I'm trying to listen to both of the people that I'm moderating, but it was just going and going and going, right? Um, and one of the things that I just saw over and over again, when, you know, it was talking about collusion or that, you know, they had, they had um, talked about fixing commission percentages was just how many people are like, that's not, you know, we don't do that. We don't do that. Our state doesn't do that. Our association doesn't do that. I've never talked about that. I, I've never told that. I was, I don't you know, just the, like the people on the ground are like, that is not my experience. That is not what has happened here. You know, I was never told that. I never tell other people that our association doesn't do that. I mean, and, and I feel like just that, you know, seeing those just go and go and go where people feel very, I I know that people in the realtor world really feel like they've been misunderstood to like this, you know, and, and so many people said it's always been negotiable. It has
1: always been negotiable. Yeah. I think, well, first of all, I have never been to a session where they talked about negotiated contracts or anything where they didn't have a disclaimer. Like we are not talking about commission percentage at all. And I, you know, I've been in this industry for 30 years. I have actually never heard um, a discussion between brokers about like, Oh, are you going to charge this? We're going to charge this. I kind of liken it and It's different, but it's similar to gas stations across the street from each other. You know, they're going to charge this maybe a penny less one of them, or they're going to go back and forth, but their prices are about the same. I know it's a little different. Uh, Gas prices aren't negotiable. You know, it's market driven, you know, in prices of homes are too. But um, so, you know, the, the idea of this, buyers and sellers have so many options. There are a ton of what they would call discount brokers. There are MLS only where you can pay just to have your property listed in the MLS. If that's what you want. Um, There are, there are so many options now for buyers um, and sellers to save on the commission to not, you know, do certain things. Um, So I think that that argument is really a tough one that, they would be like working in tandem. And I think if you take, if you look at the nation as a whole and you, you really break out local areas, you're going to find that it varies. Um, and when we look at a has done some, um, I think they've tracked commissions since the early nineties and they have actually come down by a couple points and it varies based on the market. Um, a low inventory market drives up competition, and so a lot of times people aren't negotiating the commission because they just want to get an offer in and win that property. Um, so I think it, it's really, it's really again, market-driven, and it's gone down over the years. So I just think that argument is really a tough one, and I don't know um, – I really don't know – if the jury doesn't understand what what the process is for buying and selling a home, I'm not sure how they could sit on a jury and make that decision.
0: You know, I mean, this is one of the things that you think about all of the, the lawsuits and, you know, criminal cases too, right? Not just civil where, I mean, we're asking normal citizens to really, you know, we have to give you a deep dive and in some ways real estate is not that, you know, um, is not that complicated, but I think that, I think the devil is in the details in the sense that people might understand how it is or think they understand. And they really don't because there are so many details. So I'm buying a house right now, like as we speak and I, you know, I'm using, a, a an agent and she has done an amazing job. Like she just got my inspection. She found the third party inspector. She went through the inspection list with the builder. She did. I mean, there's just all these things. It's like, I, yeah, it's so much more than like, here, you know, find me a house, you know, find a location of a house. Um, and I think we'll see that we're going to have another really competitive spring buying season where we have, you know, interest rates coming down a little bit. So you have more demand picking up and inventory is not picking up to, to meet that demand. So, again, your agent is going to be more important than ever, which has been the case for the last three years Like, I don't even know how you win a house, win an offer if you're just a, uh, if you don't have an agent. I I don't know how that works. And so, you know, during, I brought this up and uh, during the debate, they were like, well, no one's saying that you don't have an agent, it's just how are they going to be paid? It's like, well, I'm not sure of that. I I think some of this is an existential threat to the buyer's agent, or at least the way it is currently, you know, um, part of the process. What, What do you think about that?
1: Oh, that blew up in the chat as well. Um, When Michael Ketchmark was asked how, um, how buyers were harmed or sellers were harmed. I can't, it was buyers and sellers were harmed. His comment was that, um, well, a they had to, they had to, have all these years to pay it off. When he was asked how they um, how the agent, you know, like buyers, will be harmed buying a home moving forward, he said, "Well, there's all these programs. That's why we have these down payment assistance programs and all of these programs out there." And that's when the chat blew up because they. You know, basically, I think Anthony even said, "Hey, I'm not going to argue with you on legal, like the Sherman, <laughs> you know, Act, but don't argue with me on on you know, mortgage and down payment assistance programs, because the truth is that it's very, very difficult to um, get buyers into those programs. Uh, you have to have houses in a certain price range, and a lot of areas don't match that price range." Um, income has to be a certain amount and, and um, you know, it's just very difficult. So I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, the, the way that these programs work, buyers are going to be ha- likely be harmed from this because not only do they have to come out with the down payment and most do not qualify for down payment assistance. You can't roll that into your mortgage. As far as I know for it, it, anywhere, and you also um are now supposedly if things change ha- have to also come up with a fee to pay your buyer's agent um which is just going to really put them in a bind it's going to really move a lot of buyers out of the market
0: i thought that was a really um again like i don't i don't know i can't speak to the legal part but we are we are well versed on down payment assistance programs we report about them all the time in fact we we just uh, are reporting about there was a growth of hundreds of down payment assistance programs over the last year and that is great news we welcome them all but the ability to execute on those and actually get people in and use those is very difficult and in a very fast moving market good luck you know if if that's who if, if that's how you're trying to um i'm actually um, talking with a family member right now who's trying to do this very thing, and it is, it is still too hard to get people in these down payment assistance programs. I'm so glad, you know, we we hope to see lots of progress there. But if you think that's the, you know, that's going to be a widespread thing, uh, you just don't know that much about the mortgage process. So, what was another thing um, that uh, that you felt like in the chat that people felt really strongly about? that maybe you know the other side doesn't know
1: um i think it was just a general misunderstanding of how the how real estate works and how much agents are actually paid? There's this idea that they're all these HGTV or million dollar agent, or you know they're all out there dressing fancy, driving fancy cars, and making a ton of money. When I think that average is, I think they said fifty thousand from NAR, um, an NAR report recently, um, and that the fact is, a lot of them. Don't have any transactions. Like there are, I, I can't remember the exact numbers. We did all. We did a story on this, uh, a data digest on this, um, where a certain percentage of agents have only had one transaction because it's so competitive. It's it's very competitive, and and a lot of them sign up so they can uh, flip a home or they can like just help their help someone out or, or whatever it is. So. Um, so yeah, so I thought that was interesting too.
0: Yeah, I did too. And I just think uh on so many points, what I saw was like, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. That's you know, you don't understand the process. And so I think, you know, if if I'm, you know, some people were uh when we when we talked about having this debate, people were like, Well, you're just giving catch mark, you know, the plaintiff's attorney, he's now he's gonna have more talking points. You know, I, I don't think that's true. I think he knew a lot of these already, but I, but I think it could on the other side, if you're on the defense to understand what you're up against, first of all, um, him as a person, but also just the arguments because he's all, you know, we have a whole bunch of copycat lawsuits. This is not just about Michael Ketchmark. This is about the, you know, the misconceptions that people have about what the process looks like. And so clearly there needs to be more education done in these cases, or, you know, in general, it's one of the reasons we wanted to hold the debate was like to talk about the fact that here's what you don't understand about the home, home selling home buying process. And I feel like that this was one of the big things is like, do people know how, how much their agents make? you know, have they asked, do they, you know, that's negotiable. So, you know, it should be this open conversation. You and I've talked about this, that there there are different places, different brokerages, different models where it's a very transparent process.
1: Yeah. They also think that, you know, that entire amount goes to the agent when they, they don't realize how it's actually broken up or, or, or the amount of money that the agent might've paid to market the home or the gas that they drove you around with, or, you know, all the expenses that they have, um, you know, and once that's broken down, how much do they actually take home? Um, That is, is unclear to most buyers and sellers.
0: I also, you know, I mean, this is on the seller side, but, Oh my gosh! my The last time I sold a house, my agent absolutely earned every penny. I was happy to pay him because, like I'm just telling you it was it was a really tough market. Interest rates were really high. We were in a builder's neighborhood. This guy worked his butt off and did a great job, and he knew the market and he knew people. Um, so he ended up getting people who were like you know he he connected with agents who you know had people coming in from out of town. like I mean just there was so much work there. That I don't think, I think that's the other thing is people think, well, how hard is it to sell a house? How hard is it to buy a house? Like, you don't,
1: you, you don't have even whole know.
0: profession yeah. here, you know, like you may not know that.
1: Yeah. yeah. What did
0: you wish that we had um, gotten more clarity on from either side where it's like, I wish we could have narrowed down on, on, on some points.
1: I think it got, um, I think we really got in the weeds on, on some things that we shouldn't have and really should have focused strictly on policy and collusion and that was very difficult to do because obviously both sides were very passionate about how they felt about things um and it was a minute it was a limited amount of time for them to get their point across um so i just feel like there were a lot of points that anthony was not able to make um because of time constrictions uh and and that so yeah
0: And I, and I, uh, hope that, uh, Michael Ketchmark would really, you know, bring some more to the table, but, but mostly I really hope that we could shed light on like, here are the things that are clearly being misrepresented in some of these lawsuits. And here's, if, if you want to strengthen, you know, the, the buyer agent, uh, model, or if you, if you just want to combat some of these, here's what they are. And here's what you need to know, because um, what might be obvious to someone who's been in the industry for 20 years is clearly not obvious to some of the people that were on the jury. Some of the people that were, you know, we've, had, we've interviewed and talked to, it's like, I, I don't even understand where they're coming from. Well, let's talk a little bit about, so that was a uh, virtual format and we had a limited amount of time and, you know, it's, there's always some things about that. I thought it was a good debate, but you and I are working really hard on the gathering, uh, which is uh, our in-person event in April in uh, Arizona. We're super excited. And so I'd love to just, you know, how is that, how are we taking some of the ability that we have to really bring leaders in, and really shine a lot more light on on topics like what would you say about the gathering uh, from a high level?
1: Yeah. So one of my biggest focuses is, is to, you know, bring in some of those high profile with a mix of of maybe some brokers who are not high profile, but are doing some really great things right now. Um, but the high profile ones, we're really focusing on very specific topics on leadership um, in, in a bunch of different areas, whether it's, tech um, or leadership or you know growth business growth um, and we're looking at how you know team leaders and top agents and brokers can really grow their business right now and structure their business in a way that will be um, continue to have profitability. We also are talking about real life, Ways that that these leaders are handling a lot of the outside issues um, that are kind of permeating the the industry right now, um, and it could be opportunities too. So you know, my goal with this is to have a very positive spin on. Everything realistically positive, and really talk focus on more of the opportunity and the way that we can um, kind of bring the bring the industry up through different ways that we do business. Um, so we we do we're covering AI. Um, we'll talk about that from an operational standpoint, not just a marketing standpoint, and actually talk to brokers who are using it in their business, um, whether it's with recruiting or other ways. Um, we're also doing a whole leadership. Um, we're having Scott Durkin and um, May De La Vega do a session on high touch leadership um, that Scott is with Douglas Elliman, Maia's with Sotheby's and they're going to they're gonna really talk about how they're building relationships with their agents in these massive companies um, to really drive business forward. And of course, we've got Andy Florence um, from CoStar, who's going to talk to us about um, some of the you know, industry trends and where he sees the industry going um, moving forward. So we're really looking at the future of the industry and how to continue to be profitable And grow and build your business despite you know the chaos that's going around. You just focusing in on those priorities and those positive opportunities.
0: I love that. And to be clear, you are um, the one that we really tapped to to plan the real estate part of this event. But we have a whole you know just just like what you said on the mortgage side. Um, It's really focused on on mortgage lending. Um, We've got servicing. We've got appraisal. We've got title. Um, our Our motto is the full picture, right so that's what we're trying to bring so um, you have lined up an incredible uh amount of speakers and topics and and what we're gonna do on for real estate uh, at the same time Brennan Nath and I have been working on the mortgage side of this, and one of the things we're so excited about at the gathering it's called the gathering because we're bringing people together, and people are excited about this they really are and maybe it's maybe it's a timing thing too I don't know that. Mortgage and real estate people always wanted to be together, but they want to be together now because we, we're we're facing a, a really interesting market um, that has a lot of challenges, and so working together is more important than ever. And understanding the other side and what they're doing, and also like here's the opportunity, here are the opportunities uh, for both, and just just like you're looking at, you know, how do we how do we get down into like how do you make money in this market? How do we help your business in the mar- market? From a real estate side, we're doing the same thing on the mortgage side. All the top lenders are are going to have leaders there. We have all sorts of amazing uh, speakers and topics.
1: Yeah, and let me be clear. Um, you know, the just because they're real estate leaders doesn't mean that the topic isn't going to be relevant to mortgage leaders as well. A lot of these topics really cross industries. Um, and and a lot of them, even, even as far as the commission lawsuits um, and, and some of the things that we're talking, we're talking to people in all different facets of the industry, not just real estate to find out how they're impacted and what they're doing right now, too. So, um, so yeah, so just because they're real estate leaders doesn't mean they're not relevant to mortgage and vice versa. There's a lot of great, great things to learn from executives all over.
0: There's so much crossover right now, and I I appreciate you making that point. We're really excited about it. So that's April 21st through the 24th in Scottsdale. We're so excited to welcome everybody. Um, That's called The Gathering, and you can find information about it on our site. And I think the prices are about to go up. We have had a huge... um, outpouring of interest and people registering and so you know I know that that we've had several um, rounds of pricing it's about to go up and also uh, room blocks are getting full so I would if you're interested in going don't wait um, you don't want to be paying even more like it's, it's going to be worth the value no matter what uh, uh, when you sign up but I would just say don't wait. All right, well, Tracy, thanks so much for being on, and thank you for for manning that crazy chat on the debate. We had a, we were all like, wow, this is, um, this was a big event, and um, I feel like we learned a lot. We also hopefully shed some light for our uh, readers and got to meet a lot of new people, thousands of new people. So it's exciting, and if you are new here. Um, You can always reach out to me, Sarah at hwmedia.com, Tracy at hwmedia.com. Really easy to get a hold of. We'd love to hear from you and, and know more about you. So thanks for listening and thanks Tracy for being on.